Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to The Corporate Report. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com here in the beautiful sunny climes of Western Japan. And you might recall that recently on the podcast, I had an episode, A Message to New Conspiracy Theorists, welcoming new people into the fold, as it were, to the reality-based community of people who understand that they have been lied to about history and economics and politics and basically everything else of consequence for basically their entire lives by basically all of the mainline historical textbooks and the mainstream press and the governmental authorities. Uh, But it was interesting. Uh, As you'll recall, in that episode I was reading from my notebook, just looking at some of the the notes that I had uh, written down to don't forget to mention this point and don't forget to mention that point. I actually had written down here to specifically address, and pretty much right up at the top, those magical words, conspiracy theorist. Uh, And specifically, I have written down here, don't forget to mention the CIA origins of the term in dispatch number 1035-960, concerning criticisms of the Warren report, in which the CIA was informing its Mockingbird media operatives that uh, critics of the Warren report, the conspiracy theorists, uh, should be uh, treated how they should be treated in the press. And lo and behold, from that point on, the term conspiracy theorist became this weaponized term specifically to address critics of the Warren Report, but obviously quickly expanding to anyone who questioned governmental pronouncements on basically anything of importance. And uh, I think we all know where that story goes from there. And sometimes this is strawmanned by the debunkers and skeptics who point to, no, you see, the word conspiracy theorist was coined in 18... 87, and here's an example or something. No, the point is not that the words were literally coined by the CIA. It's that they took that term and they weaponized it. And from that point forward, you see a marked spike in its use, specifically in its use as it pertains to, as it continues to pertain to us today, which is uh, in a uh, denigrative sense. It is used as an insult. Now, as I've explained before, and I have talked about this at length in numerous podcasts, etc., there are two senses of conspiracy theorists. There is the denotative sense, someone who theorizes about conspiracies, and there is the connotative sense. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, with that implied tonality and, and everything else that comes along with that. Now, I had all of this written down to address right up at the top, as along with ideas about how you could respond to this, and, oh, well, some people would prefer to be called a conspiracy analyst or a historical realist or whatever. I mean, insert your term of choice here. Um, I decided not to do that while I recorded that episode because I wanted to keep things moving along relatively quickly and uh, thought it would get too too much into the weeds to, to really address that. <laughs> But as I was posting that episode, I thought, you know, I bet a majority of the commentary on this episode is going to be about those words, conspiracy theorist. And <laughs> lo and behold, I was not wrong about that. Yes, <laughs> many people in the comment sections of the various sites that I posted it to, including CorbettReport.com, were helpful in providing some of that context about CIA Dispatch 1035-960 and and different terms that people like to use instead of conspiracy theorist, etc. In fact, yes, a lot of people commented on that, and understandably so, because those words, conspiracy theorist, are so resonant that they really do shape people's thinking in ways that I think most people are not even conscious of, and that's actually what I want to address 
today. Now, as I say, I have talked about this at length many times in the past, as you can imagine. For someone who has been called a conspiracy theorist many, many times, of course I have addressed this explicitly, on the record, numerous times. For example, episode 50 of my podcast on the other C-word, talking about conspiracy theorist, where that term came from, how it's used, how it seeks to undermine con constructive or critical thought about history, about questioning authority, etc. How it's a, a thought stopper. Um, and I, I talked about it in numerous ways in that episode. I've addressed it in all sorts of other ways. For example, you might recall a couple of years ago, one listener wrote in with his burglary theorist an, uh, analogy, which I shared with, uh, with you in a video. If you don't remember that, I'll include the link to the video. As I say, there are many different ways of approaching this. But I think it is important to really head-on confront that term, because you can argue till you're blue in the face, no, I use the term conspiracy analyst, I use the term historical researcher, whatever it is, whatever term you prefer, and I guess every single time that you try to share information with people that goes against the grain of what is establishment acceptable opinion, and they inevitably call you a conspiracy theorist, you could stop them and give them a lecture about the CIA origins of that term and explain what term you'd prefer to be called by, <laughs> etc. But I think we all know how effective that is as a rhetorical tactic. Once they get you starting to fight over the term itself, the argument has already been lost. You see? This is a magical term, and if I put that spell on you, then you're trapped by it, and you have to weasel your way out of it and work around it and try to find some way to not have that magical net fall on your head. Why? Really, why? I think there's a lesson to be learned from basically every other uh, denigrated uh, group or uh, uh, that has ever been cast aside by society or labeled with some sort of epithet that has eventually embraced that word and normalized it and made it something that they could actually use themselves. So the insult actually just becomes a description, which, as you recall, is what conspiracy theorist is. It is a description of someone who theorizes about conspiracies. So, for example, if I don't know, if some crazy, wild-eyed conspiracy theorist theorized that Osama bin Laden led a group of 19 men with box cutters uh, to direct the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world, and successfully did that, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times on a single day, you might say, well, that's a crazy conspiracy theorist. And you'd be right. That is a conspiracy theorist. They are theorizing about a conspiracy. But no, that's different. There's, we have this evidence, and look at this commission report, and blah, 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 blah. No, that doesn't change the fact. This is a theory about a conspiracy. That's what it is. It's denotatively correct. So, I can call you a conspiracy theorist if you believe that. For example. So it isn't, as I say, this isn't about the actual definition of these words. It's about the implication. If you're a conspiracy theorist, that doesn't mean that you theorize about conspiracies. It means that you hold opinions that I cannot even countenance. I cannot even take into account the facts that you are putting down, the verifiable evidence of what you're saying, because that is in that verboten category that we cannot enter, we cannot discuss. If I say conspiracy theorist, that's the end of the conversation. Is it? Really? 
What if instead of doing anything I can to wriggle out from underneath that net of those magical words that you're casting the spell over me with, what if I say, okay, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Now let's talk about some th facts and evidence. Let's talk about your theory. Wh what's your theory? If we frame it in a way that this is not something that we have to avoid at all costs and instead accept it and realize almost everyone, including all of those crazy wild-eyed police detectives, etc., are conspiracy theorists and they theorize about conspiracies all the time, every day. Conspiracy is literally something that people are convicted for in the courts of law every single day. It happens. Yes, this is reality. Now let's talk about actual facts. And if you have actual facts and evidence and sources that you can cite in backing up your theories, hey, well then you have an actual conversation on your hands. Now of course it's not going to magically turn out that way every time, but unless and until people start adopting this term and embracing it and demonstrating that conspiracy theorist does not mean wild-eyed crazy, it means here's my facts and evidence and here's my interpretation of them, what's yours? Once we flip that script, then we can start to change the conversation itself. And I think this is important not just because this is some sort of semantic or rhetorical game. This literally, genuinely, I believe, not just influences the way people think, but actually pre-consciously uh, influences their decision-making. And I say that because I know there are people out there who present themselves as questioning authority and, que oh, against the man, you know, as standing up and, yeah, I believe in blah 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 freedom or whatever. But they still go out of their way to distance themselves from anything that smacks of conspiracy theorizing. Oh, I, I'm not one of them. Oh, they probably believe this whole entire takeover of the world economy, the, the shutdowns, the tyrannical actions, the coordinated censorship and the deplatforming on multiple platforms and, and all of this that we see, the crackdown that's coming as a result of this. Well, we all know that was just because uh, uh, there were a few wealthy and influential epidemiologists who managed to make a mistake. They made a miscalculation. Oops, oops, did I, uh, did I say IFR or CFR or, oh, I guess, what's the difference? Anyway, oops, I guess it was all a big mistake. We didn't need to lock down. Sorry for shutting down the world economy, taking things over, monopolizing, consolidating control in the hands of fewer people, digitalizing the economy, moving forward with the great, uh, the great reset and the Green New Deal and everything that we have been openly talking about for years. Sorry for that. We're not going to stop it, but oops, it was based on a mistake. And, and thank you for showing us the charts and figures and data and calmly explaining in a reasonable way why we were wrong. We're never going to acknowledge that. We're never going to change course. But anyway, at least you didn't get into conspiracy theorizing and didn't accuse anyone of actually doing anything. Oh, you think, what, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is doing anything like this because they want to consolidate control in fewer hands? You conspiracy theorist. Do you really want me to start naming names of the people who are doing this? Because I certainly could, but suffice it to say their 3x5 card of allowable opinion does not admit of this type of, type of conspiracy theorizing. No, 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 James. These, these types of coordinated global agendas forwarded by these monstrosity organizations, these NGOs, these, these international bodies, these uh, philanthropic foundations, 
they just spontaneously develop and they're just kind of uncoordinated. They're just happening in the background. And oh yeah, someone made a mistake over here and kind of miscalculated this COVID thing. And if we calmly explain it to them and don't accuse anyone of anything and don't ever, ever point out the agenda that's at play here, never ever theorize about great resets and new world orders, never talk about that, then we'll be accepted. We'll be accepted by the, the mainstream. And you know, Normie McNormison will, will finally embrace us. Oh, yay. No, if we do that, if we give up the playing field, if we start saying, oh, well, I guess I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I'll just tone it down a little so that, so that I don't accuse anyone of anything and don't look unreasonable. If we do that, then it's game over because the agenda will go ahead. This is an agenda that is playing out right now. If you need more details on that agenda, I would suggest you check out the uh, interview that I posted uh, with Pete Quinones of freemanbeyondthewall.com who was interviewing me about the Great Reset last week. Uh, I think it's an important conversation. I will be following that up with further work on this Great Reset and where we're heading from here. But suffice it to say, okay, I am a conspiracy theorist. Here's my theory. Here's my evidence. What's yours? I'm going to embrace this term. I'm not telling people what to do, but I think it might be a course of action to ponder. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.